Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that as you listen, you will be both encouraged and challenged to step into what God has in store for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. Well, good morning, church. Great to have you. It's great to be in your home on this Easter morning. Uh, We had a great time of worship, and uh, I believe that God wants to speak to us, and He wants to move in our homes. My prayer is that we would open up to what He wants to do, and can we open up in prayer, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Awesome. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for what you want to do in our lives. We are so grateful for Easter, for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we celebrate the fact that our Savior did not stay in the tomb, but is risen and seated at the right hand of you, Father. So we bless you. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Awesome. Just to let you know that uh, uh, we're here for you. If there's anything we can do, um, we, uh, we, we, we want to minister to your needs, and uh, during the week, if there's anything, let us know. Give us a shout. Uh, we'll be starting, like it was already mentioned, um, uh, a focus on small groups and uh, a flock, and uh, that would be awesome if you would sign up for that. Praise the Lord. So we're here to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. And uh, I believe that uh, as we take a hold of this truth, it can change us, it can move us, and I pray that this will happen in our lives this morning. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to read from uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. If you have your Bible, uh, open the Word. If you don't have it, you can run in your house and get a Bible and uh, read along with me. That would be amazing. So Matthew 28 Verse 1, there's a, it's a snapshot of the resurrection day and when Jesus came out of the tomb. And uh, what I'd like to talk about this morning is, um, it's when the, the title is, when we only see what we see. When we only see what we see. And I believe that we're called to see beyond that. So let's take a look at Matthew 28, verse 1. It says, early on, on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Madeline and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. It's the second one. There was an earthquake when Jesus died, and here we see one at his resurrection. It says, For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a deep faint. They fell on their back. Then the angel spoke to the woman, don't be afraid, he said. I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he isn't here. He has risen from the dead just as he said it would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And it says in verse 7, and now go quickly and tell his disciple that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee you will see him there. Remember what I, what I have told you. In verse 8, And the woman ran quickly to the tomb, and, and they were very frightened, but at the same time they were filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. A beautiful picture of the resurrection of Jesus. A beautiful text, and it, it's an amazing text. And at the same time, there's a bit of humor uh, I, I thought it was funny when, uh, when we see the angel sitting down on the stone, right? And uh, he's uh, radiant with light, and then you see him sitting on the stone, and the soldiers or, or the guards are uh, freaking out and shaking in their boots, right? 
And uh, an amazing story or picture of the resurrection of the Lord, the power of his resurrection. And then you see the angel saying to the ladies, well, he's not here. Uh, you came to see him dead, but he is not here. And he said, go quickly tell the disciples about the resurrection. And it's based on their encounter with Jesus. And I, I think that's the message or the calling of the church, right? The message that the church is called to bring forward is that Jesus is risen. And so, so it's kind of a nice little example of what we're called to do. We're called to run and to see others that we know and to remind them or to talk to them about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. And at the end of the text, it talks, it says, the ladies ran to him, grabbed his feet, and worshipped him. A beautiful picture, right? That uh, when you encounter the risen Lord, what you want to do is you want to grab his feet and you want to worship him. And that's my prayer. That would be our desire. And that's what we would do today as we, uh, as we celebrate the resurrection. That we would be in awe of him. And, and that we would take a hold of his feet and just love on him. Like I said, the title of my message is, When You Only See What You See. When You Only See What You See. What I'd like to do this morning, I'd like to give a snapshot of how the disciples experienced Easter weekend. What was their perspective on Easter weekend? It's... Uh, Probably different than ours today. But uh, if you look at how, how they responded and what they saw, well, Friday for them, it was a bad day. Friday for the disciples, it was a very bad day. I think a bad day is an understatement. It was a horrible day. To see their master be sentenced to death, it must have been imagined to hear and to experience, right? Um, they've, they've witnessed Jesus, their presumed Messiah, die from crucifixion. And crucifixion was not an awesome death. It was a cruel death, but it also meant for the Jews a curse. That if you were crucified, you were cursed. That's what Galatians says. So it's not a good day. They're the miracle worker, their miracle worker, was now dead. Um, they saw Jesus walk on water. They saw him speak to the wind. They saw him cast out demons. They saw things that, that were out of this world. They saw 5,000 people plus be fed with a few loaves of bread and a few fish. They saw Jesus open the eyes of the blind and, and heal all kind of diseases. They saw so much. A week earlier, they saw Lazarus come out of the tomb after four days of being in the tomb. Amazing what they saw. So they saw Jesus do awesome stuff, and now Jesus was dead. Everything came crashing down. Their hope, their expectation came crashing down. Jesus was now dead. You even see Peter denying the Lord three times during the night. Everything was a mess. It was a disaster. It was a, a bad day. It was a horrible day for them. And then Saturday came. And Saturday was not better, but Saturday was a quiet day. It was a dead, quiet day. It was done. It was finished. It was terminé. The books were closed. So now, what's next, right? They had lived three years following Jesus. Now what? Everything was gone. They were lost. Imagine their thought life, what, what they were thinking on that quiet day. It must have been very busy in their minds. or It was, it was definitely filled with anxiety and fear because when Jesus appeared to them the first time, he said, may the peace be with you. Fear not. So I, I think that they were caught with anxiety and fear of the un, un, unknown, fear of this, fear of that. Their world was, came to an end when it came to 
to, uh, to their expectation or what they hoped that they would see. They were hoping to see a Jesus that would set them free from the Roman Empire, and now their Messiah was dead, and they were on their own. It was their new reality, and we've heard that a few times, right, on the news. Get used to COVID-19. It's our new reality. And so it was now their new rea- reality, and it was, it was a... It was a it was a quiet day, and Friday was a bad day, so it, was, it, was, it wasn't fun. It was, uh, there was a lot of fear and, and anxiety in their hearts. When we go back to the story I've read, you see Mary Magdalene and Mary going to the tomb, expecting to find a dead body. Friday was bad. <clears throat> it was ugly. They saw him crucified. They saw the beating. They saw the, the, the crown of thorn on his head. It, 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 was, it, it, was, it wasn't pretty. They saw the blood. They saw him die. They saw him give his spirit to the Father. So, so they have that in the back of their mind. Friday was a bad day. And, and Saturday was a quiet day too. Like, okay, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? And, and, and they approached the tomb based on Friday and Saturday. When they went to the tomb, they came with spices, with oil, preparing. They came to prepare Jesus' body uh, uh, when, it comes to, uh, when, when, when it comes to his death. They were embalming. They were, they, they were preparing for, to embalm him. And so they were on their, on their way to care for Jesus' dead body. So I, I look at the disciples. When the ladies came back from the empty tomb, um, they didn't believe the ladies based on what they experienced on Friday, and based on what they experienced on Saturday, like Friday was a bad day. It was a horrible day. And Saturday was a quiet day. So based on that, ladies, you lost your mind. It's, not, it's impossible. So, so they responded this way. They, they could not believe the news that the lady brought forward. And, and you, look, uh, you, you look at other disciples, that we, we find some disciples uh, leaving for Emmaus, a neighboring village, and they were moving on. After what they heard on Friday, and after what they experienced on Saturday, they, they were moving on. And you can find that in Luke chapter 24, verse 14, where it says, they were talking to each other about everything that had happened. It's in the past, past tense, what has happened. So now they were going on with their life, and they were going home, and it was a great, it was a great run, right? It was good, but now their dream was shattered. And they were just going, going back to their old ways. And, and, and you look at some of the disciples, they went back to their nets. They went fishing again. They went back to their former job. So what happens when we have a bad day? What happens when we have a quiet day? What do I do in a bad day? What do I do in a quiet day when I only see what I see? What happens when I do life and I only see what I see? I got to go beyond what I see. I got I to gotta, I, I gotta believe that Sunday is coming. I cannot just stay on Friday and stay on Saturday. I, I've got to believe that Sunday is coming. And um, one of the things that happened to the uh, disciples is that sometimes the event we go through speaks louder than God's word. Sometimes the event that we go through Speaks louder, of God's, uh, speaks louder than God's word. And that's what happened to them. But be, because in many occasions, Jesus told his disciples that, he w- that was, this was going to happen. 
He told them that he would die and that he would rise. And even when it comes to the story I read when I opened uh, this message, is the angel said to Mary, the two Marys, hey, is, that's what he said was going to happen. But because of a bad day and because of a quiet day, sometimes we lose track of what God is saying. So it's important for us when we get hit by a bad day, or we experience a quiet day, and you know what that means, right? You know what a bad day is. You know also what it is to experience a quiet day where you, you, you expect things to happen and they don't happen to, your, to the speed or to your expectations. And, and it's not easy to deal with a bad day. And it's not easy to deal with a quiet day. And it was very hard for the, for the disciples to experience this, Right? And they kind of lost focus or they did not remember the word of the Lord. And Jesus told them earlier in so many different ways. Uh, He talked about that the temple would would be rebuilt in three days. And he was talking about his body. And and in many occasions he talked about his death and his resurrection. We find a snapshot in Matthew 16 verse 21. From that time, it says in Matthew 16, verse 21, from that time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the leaders, from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed and on the third day be raised. So he did mention that to the disciples, and it was part of his teaching, preparing them for what was going to happen. But because of the bad day and because of the quiet day, they lost focus of that. They lost focus of that. So it's important for us as believers to go to God's word, to remember what God has to say. Because I know that some of us right now are going through a bad day and maybe a quiet time. So you don't want to be overwhelmed. You don't want to be controlled by your bad day. You don't want to be invaded or where you lose focus because of a quiet day. It's important to go to God's word. And I like what it says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, when Jesus was tempted in the, in the wilderness by the enemy, by the devil, and uh, the devil tempted him to eat some bread. And Jesus said, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Well, it was a bad day for Jesus. He was hungry for bread. And then he was able to respond to the enemy, man shall not live on bread alone, but on God's word, meaning that I'm not called to live by what I'm seeing or by the things around me. There's a higher, there's a better food. There's something that fills my inside, and that is the word of God, is the will of God. It, it, it goes with the story of Jesus when, um, when he meets the Samaritan woman at the well, and uh, he brings her to the truth that he is the Messiah, and uh, the story is, is the disciples went out, and they went to get some food. When they came back, and, and they wanted to give the food to Jesus, Jesus wasn't hungry anymore. And they said, well, who brought him lunch? And, and what satisfied Jesus was to do the will of his Father. So there's a spiritual nourishment that we need in this season. There's this, there's a, this need of God, there's a need of God's Word to sink deep in our hearts so that we would not be influenced and controlled by the bad day or the quiet day. I like what it says in Luke chapter 11, verse 27. It says, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. In other versions, it will say, puts it into practice. But in the original, it talks about more keeping it. And it's to make it your own. 
It's to make it your own. I'll give you this, this picture. <clears throat> um, when we moved to Winkler, we started to have a garden. And uh, we wanted to have a garden, and uh, it was bigger than, uh, than uh, that I could handle with just a, with a hand tool. And so we bought ourselves a, a tiller. And uh, so I got myself a little tiller, and then I started to pass the tiller in the garden. And uh, I, I was doing a hor- horrible job. I was everywhere with the tiller, and, uh, and I was swe- sweating like a pig. And I was totally discouraged. How is this thing working? It wasn't going deep, and... It was, uh, I was going here and there, and I wasn't uh, using the tiller properly. And one of my neighbors came by, probably saw me from his window and had pity over me. So he came by and he says, well, you know what you got to do? You see this, uh, this arm between the two wheels? You got to put it lower so it can, it can go deep. And, and so I did that, and wow, it was an ease. I was able to till my garden with, the, uh, with, my, with my fingers because I didn't, it didn't take as much uh, uh, strength as before, because before I was fighting against the tiller, and by the way, the tiller was winning. And uh, so what happened is I caught it. Oh, this is how I do it. Oh, so next time, guess what? When I got my tiller out, I, I knew what to do. And this is what Jesus is saying here. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it, where it, it resonates inside of you, where you make it your own. And I think in this season, it's so important to make God our own, where we have a rhema, where God speaks to me, God speaks to you, and I, I, and I let it penetrate my heart and influence me when I'm going to do something, when I'm going to move forward, I will be influenced by that experience by what God told me. It's like this guy when he told me about the tiller. It changed my response to the tiller. Now I can uh, till, if that's a word, uh, my garden with a lot more ease because I, I know how. Well, it's the same thing. So when it comes to bad days, and we all go through bad days, and when we go through quiet days, what I need to see is I need to see the word of God come in my heart. And the psalmist says, store God's word into your heart and you won't sin against the Lord. So you want to store God's word in your heart. So it's important for us as we face bad days that we would not forget what Jesus said. That we would not be overwhelmed by the bad day and the quiet day and forget his word. we got to go to his word. We got to go to what he has to say. And I believe that will bring peace inside of us. And it will bring a sense of direction over our lives. So, so what do you do when you're in a bad day? What do you do when you are in a quiet day? You go to God's word. Uh, there, there's a danger of letting our bad day and quiet day blind us to what God can do. Like I said, bad days will happen. And quiet days will also happen. But you don't want to let your bad day or quiet day Dictate your lifestyle. You don't want to live out of reaction. You don't want to react to life. So if you have a bad day or if you have a quiet day, you don't want it to dictate your future. You don't want it to dictate your life. You don't want to see that. You don't want to react because you had a bad day or because you had a quiet day. You, You don't want to take ownership of your own life. You don't want to close the door to God. You don't want to shut other advices, advice that comes from godly people. You don't want to do that. And and don't let your bad day or your quiet day control your life. You don't want to see that happen. You don't want to miss out on what God has for us because of a bad day. You, You don't want to park your car on Saturday. 
You don't want to stop on Friday in the bad day and then you park your car, you, put it, you, you just stop. Or you don't want to go through a quiet day and you say, God, where are you? And you stop there and you park your car and you give up and you shut yourself down or you shut yourself up when it comes to God. No. You don't want to do that. You don't want to park your car, park your life on a Saturday because God wants to do something. You know, when it comes to bad days and quiet days, you don't want to forget what the Lord has done. Because sometimes what happens when we face a bad day or we experience a quiet day, we forget. We forget what the Lord has done for us in the past. We forget to go to the Word and look how faithful He was and He is. Beyond mistakes, beyond our weaknesses, beyond our humanity. So, so what you want to do is you don't want to forget. You don't want to forget his blessings. You don't want to forget what he has done in the past. So it's important when we face a bad day or a quiet day to remind ourselves, ourselves of the faithfulness of God. That he was faithful and he is faithful and he will be faithful. That he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I think that's so important for us to remember that, that he is always faithful and he will always be. Uh, one of my favorite texts is Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. I go to this text uh, many times just to remind me of, okay, God, in all this, I can trust you. It's a picture of the return of Christ. And it says, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is calling faithful and true. And I said that in the past to you guys, that the name of Jesus is faithful, that he's not just faithful, but his name is faithful and true, that, that he will intervene in your life, that he will be there in, in your life when you face a bad day, when you face a quiet day. And, and, and Jesus will reveal himself like that. He will reveal himself to us as the faithful one as the true one. So we want to trust and rely on him. we got to look back and, and remember what he has done. Also, don't let your outcome in life dictate um, your future. Don't, don't let your outcome in life not being based on your bad day or your, uh, or your quiet day. You don't want to project or look ahead based on that. As some of us, <clears throat> I know that some of you or watching this morning, and, and you're dealing with guilt and, and shame. Don't let your bad day or your quiet day prevent you of stepping in your future. I, I've got to let you, I, I've got to say to you, it's not because you had a bad day that might be self-inflicted that God doesn't have a future for you. God has a future for you. God wants to intervene in your life. God, want to, God wants to restore you. God wants to step in your life. I, I can't focus on disappointments. I, I can't focus on unmet expectation, frustration. Like I said, guilt and shame. I, I've got I've to realize that Sunday is coming. Can you tell someone in your house, Sunday is coming? Well, actually, Sunday is here. Sunday is coming, right? Because God has an answer for my bad day. Listen. God has an answer for my quiet day. I just got to trust God 
in the journey. I just got to rely on God in this journey. I don't want to define my future based on my bad day or my quiet day. I want to see God do something fresh and new in my life. And that can happen right in your living room right now as you open up to the work of the Holy Spirit. I like what it says in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, an awesome text. Listen to this. This is the prayer of Paul. He says, I pray that God, the source, not the market, not the government, the source of hope will fill you completely. Wow. With what? With what? With joy and peace. That you, the source of hope will fill you completely with, with joy and peace because you trust in him. Woo. Can I do a little dance? <laughs> Because I trust in him, I have peace and joy inside of my heart. When I make him the source of my hope, when I look to him, when I trust in him, when I rely on him and in him, what happens is that I will experience a deep sense of peace, a deep sense of joy, and I will be able to move forward. And it says, then you will overflow with confident hope. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. is you will overflow, it's going to show, transpire through your life that you went to God. That you, you, you trusted in Him. You looked to Him in your bad day, in your quiet day. You you've focused, you made Him your source of hope. And when you do that, you will be completely filled with joy and peace. Because you've trusted in Him. And then you will overflow with confident hope. You see, you'll be positive, you'll, you'll, you'll be contagious, and people will see that, and then you will, you will bring life to, to your home, life to people around, people that you'll call. You won't be just negative, oh yeah, what a crazy day it is, and blah, 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 and just like, you know, uh, where you're totally uh, dismantled and totally discouraged. No, we are a people of hope. For sure, we got to face with reality, but we have a hope in Him. And so what we want to do is uh, we want to trust in Him. Then, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I think that is so amazing. Uh, I believe that Easter, this is what it says. It, it, it says that people have hope. Don't, don't, don't camp on your bad day. Don't camp in your quiet day. Look to me. I have a plan. I just want you to know that our God is sovereign, that his name is higher than all any other name. His throne is higher than any other thrones. He is above and beyond. So I'm called to look to him and trust in him. I believe that Easter talks about leaving no one behind. And that's the beauty of Christmas, uh, Christmas, wow, of Easter. That's pretty funny. I can't, I can't remove it now. Uh, the beauty of, of Easter is that it's for everyone, whoever believes. And I shared about that on Good Friday. So it's, it's the invitation of the Lord, and, and we want to respond to it. Uh, like I said, we're a people of hope, and, and, and God always moves supernaturally in the life of his people. Well, Sunday is a new day. It's a glorious day. It's resurrection day. You know, Christianity is more than a moral code or um, moral laws we follow or a form of religion. No. Christianity is way more than that. Christianity is based on, uh, on Easter. And Easter is the focus of God's power, is redeeming power. So when you look at Easter, 
It's amazing how it is a supernatural event. Jesus that was dead that is now alive and that is seated at the right hand of the Father. And because of that, I can trust what he says. I can trust his word because it is true. Because if he rose from the dead, then his word is true. And you look at him appearing to hundreds and hundreds of people after his resurrection. And this is why we're here. Because of the work of the Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, but also the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the church. You know, I can rely on his power. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in me. And that's what we celebrate on this day, what we're celebrating this morning, is Jesus defeated death in a supernatural way. We serve a supernatural God. It's way more, Christianity is way more than just following laws and and ethics or morality as much as we're called to live a life that honors God absolutely but there's a supernatural perspective when it comes to Easter there's a supernatural um, event that is Easter where Jesus raises from the dead and so we 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 can trust in his word we can rely on his power I like what it says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 I also pray that you will understand that you would understand this incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. You see, there's greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. So, so you see here is that, that this awesome power that was shown on Easter, is, is for us that we're called to live victoriously in him. So, so when we look at Sunday, it's a new day. It's a fresh start. It's a glorious day. Does that cancel your bad day or your quiet day? No. It was a real day, Good Friday. It was a day of suffering. It was a bad day. And Saturday was a quiet day. But we can't just stay there. we got to look at Sunday. That is a glorious day. It's a resurrection day. And because of that, I can embrace life with hope. And to know that first, it doesn't stop here. But really, the bottom line is that I'm not alone. I have a risen Lord that lives in me through the Holy Spirit. Mm. Easter is God's divine intervention. It tells us that we're not alone. Jesus is my way maker, my miracle worker, my promise keeper, my light in the darkness. This is who Jesus is. He's my way maker. He's my miracle worker. Gives me promises to hang on to. That I can trust in him, I can rely on him. That I'm not called to camp on my bad day or or on my quiet day. I'm called to do life influence by my trust in him. I've got to do life influenced by my trust in him, where I trust him. You know, God is bigger than my Friday. God is bigger than my Saturday. I know, like I said, Friday is hard. And Saturday also. But my God is bigger. My God is able. Maybe you're listening today and, and you had a bad day. And maybe this week was a bad week. Or maybe you are in a quiet time where you say, God, where are you? It's not over. Sunday is coming. Maybe you're hurting this morning. 
struggling in this season. Sunday's coming. Maybe you lost hope. You're discouraged. You lost a focus. Surrender to him. Surrender to him. Realize that the Lord that you serve is risen. And he sits above all other thrones. Maybe you've parked your car on Saturday. And this is the word I had in my heart when I was preparing. I just saw in my spirit, or the impression I had in my spirit, is to see people that have parked on Saturday. Just park their car on Saturday and say, hey, I guess this is it. I guess that's it, right? No. Don't stop on Saturday. Don't limit, don't limit God based on your bad day or your quiet day. Open yourself to him. Call upon him this morning. May you call upon him this morning. Or God is alive and active, and he's in your home right now. He's right there in your home, and, and the thing that you got to do is to open up and to say, God, come. Come in my home. Come in my life. Come in my marriage. I need you. And that's what we celebrate this morning as we celebrate Easter. We celebrate that God is alive, but not just alive, but with us through the Holy Spirit. You see? So you're not called to do life alone. You're not called just to analyze Friday and Saturday and just live a rational life as much as you want to use your brain absolutely. But you want to rely on God. He's beyond. He's greater than what we face, greater than what we see. I, can all, I can't do life only by what I see. I got to see God. We're, we're going to sing two songs after I'm done. So I don't want you to, to shut the TV after I'm done because I believe that God wants to do a work in your life. And I believe the two songs we'll sing as we celebrate the, res, the resurrection of our Lord. Uh, I, I believe that God wants to touch you and move in you and speak to you this morning. One of the stories that I like in the gospel is the story of Bortemius, where Bortemius was outside of Jericho and he was blind. He couldn't go run after Jesus because... He was blind. But Jesus was passing by. And he heard that Jesus was passing by. And people were walking with Jesus. And, uh, and so he shouted, Son of David, have mercy on me. But people told him to be quiet. But you know, he didn't want to be quiet because he knew of his state. That for him was a bad day. And also a quiet day. But he didn't stay quiet. What he did, he shouted even louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. From all of his heart, from deep, from his lungs, he cried out, Son of David, have mercy on me. Beyond the people that were saying to be quiet. And Jesus stopped and said, hey, get this guy. And, and he removed his coat, jumped to his feet, removed his coat, and he went to Jesus, and Jesus healed him. I think there's power in this story. My prayer is that you would be like Bartimius, that we would be like Bartimius, Son of David, have mercy on me. You cry out to the Lord. You say, God, yeah, it's a bad day. Yeah, it's a quiet day. But there's Sunday, there's Easter, there's the resurrection. And Jesus is in your home right now because of that, because of the celebration of Easter. So it's way beyond religion here. It's the reality of God in our lives. And he wants to be present. He wants to come and touch your car touch you at the core. He wants to touch your heart and move you. So let Jesus in. Let Jesus in. Choose to trust in him.
Beyond the bad day, beyond the quiet day, trust in your Jesus that is risen. Thank you for joining us on the GMC podcast. For more info about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week.